evening and welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host Shasta Ray and once again I am coming to you live pre-recorded from the bird room. Oh my goodness everybody is here except for Giant Dog and he's crashed out in the kitchen right now. So we've got Zoltan the podcast bird, we've got Aggie, Cricket, Moose Moose, Mike, Murray, and Bug is over there having fun with everyone. They've all been chasing each other around and flapping around the room. And I hope they start getting noisy again here. They were really noisy a few minutes ago. But they are across the room, and maybe if they get going here again, it'll show you how noisy these just tiny little birds can be. So be aware that once they get going and you got more than a couple of them, they can get pretty, pretty noisy. Uh, it is always a fun time. It's like a party with a bunch of different colored feathery jelly beans. <laughs> it's so cute. I do think that by next week I'm going to be back in the studio. As much fun as I have broadcasting up here and recording up here, Murray does tend to attack all my equipment, so we've been having some arguments over my mouse pad, my computer keyboard, my microphone, and my cables this evening. But, as always, he's very cute, and I can distract him pretty good. He's over there munching on some veggies right now. So, oh, all is good, but we're all staying up late, which is probably not good for them. It happens on occasion, but uh, I think it's okay every great once in a while. So. so, this is just another casual hangout episode. I'm hoping everyone is off to a really great start 2024. Oh my gosh, I have just been so busy. It's been crazy. I've been exhausted. And there's been a lot of things I've been reflecting on over the whole 2023 year and even back into 2022. I looked at the calendar and Zoltan's birthday is coming up here. I bought him, I think it was March 3rd, 2022, and he was right at six weeks old, which means he hatched out sometime right around mid-January. So I always just kind of consider his hatch day to be January 15th, so we're getting kind of close to that. And I started thinking back on this whole journey I've had with these birds over the almost two years that I've had them now. And Zoltan is just, oh my gosh, he is just the love of my life. There is just something about that first little bird that you pick out. He is just such a unique little budgie, you know. They all have their own unique personalities, but I think it's since I picked him out and he was the very first one I brought home, you know, your heart's in this one little first birdie place for them. So as I've been kind of reflecting back on all these little guys and then adding to the flock and all the excitement of bringing home a new bird or, you know, whatever the case is, when you teach one something, when you have a breakthrough with taming or... You know, whatever the case is, there's all these milestones that happen. Sometimes on a minute-to-minute basis, it almost seems like. Sometimes the milestones are within yourself. But my life has definitely changed since bringing them in. And I tend not to talk about my personal stuff all that much publicly. I do think there's value in this. And don't get me wrong, it's really weird for me to tell the entire planet what I'm about to say. But over the past couple of years, I've been dealing with a lot. I mean, I've I've mentioned before, I'm 56 years old. And I've been dealing with a lot of childhood trauma. There was a lot of emotional trauma and stuff in my childhood. 
that never got resolved. It never got addressed properly. And I never realized how impacting it was. I had a mother who was, she had some mental illness that nobody could really figure out or anything. Hello, Marie. And he just landed on my head. And so what I've really discovered actually in the past six months, and nobody would have ever known this when my mother was alive, she had a genetic mutation. It causes a vitamin deficiency over your lifetime because your body does not utilize or absorb certain vitamins. And so by the time you get older, it starts affecting you in different ways and it manifests with everyone in different ways. And with her, she had the full-blown variant of it and she had quite a lot of wacky stuff she did, emotional stuff she did, and it was rough. I never realized how impacting it was. Well, about eight years ago, I started having some chronic health problems also. There was a number of things in my life that made it worse, and nothing was getting resolved. It just kept getting worse, and nothing was fixing it. No tests really showed much. So it's been frustrating. This past summer, a very old friend and I, that we've known each other since we were tiny little kids, we finally hooked up again after all these years, and we had a video chat, and our families grew up together and stuff. So we were talking, and she started asking me some questions, and I was telling her some of the stuff I've just been discussing just now. And she goes, you need to take this test, and you need to check into this, and you need to check into that, and see what happens. Here we are six months later. I tested positive for this particular genetic anomaly, but I have I have a, a watered-down variant, so I don't get the full intensity of the problem. I have had some vitamin deficiencies that have been the cause of some of my health issues. There's a workaround on it, and a very simple supplement allows your body to absorb these vitamins again. So I'm getting my health back on track. It does take time. But one of the things that come with this problem is your body doesn't release toxins. So you get really, really, really toxic. It gives you severe hormonal imbalances that can affect your moods. It can cause depression. It can cause anxiety. Then it causes anxiety because your nervous system starts getting very damaged due to the vitamin deficiencies. And that's the effects that I've had. I've had anxiety that has just been getting progressive, progressively worse. All kinds of things that could never get resolved with depression, all sorts of stuff. So I address everything with a natural approach because when traditional medications don't even make a, a difference, it doesn't make sense to me to stay on anything. So one of the things that I've found that has really helped me stay balanced, stay focused, and stay in a, a more positive frame of mind are my birds and my dog. I've mentioned that my dog is my service animal. He's an anxiety dog, and he knows how to de-escalate. He can sense an anxiety attack before it even hits me, so he can actually kind of de-escalate it and distract me in such a way that my body doesn't react anymore. My nervous system doesn't go bonkers, and it keeps me from getting that extreme exhaustion from when your, your nervous system completely wigs out on you. It's a, it's a response. It's a fight or flight, but there's really no 
logic for it. Like any kind of stress will set it off sometimes. So I've been dealing with this for a while now. And like I said, this friend of mine recognized it in me and really helped me get a foot in the door on my health and getting my life back. But I have to give credit where credit's due. And I don't think that I would be as good as I am today. And I don't think I'd be able to handle stress the way I do or anything if it weren't for these birds. And it started with Zoltan. And he just melted my heart. Oh my gosh, he melts my heart every time I look at him. As do all the others. And then I brought this little cockatiel in this past year. And he is my little shadow. He is on my shoulder, my wrist, my head. He is with me at all times. And he's playing with some toys right now. So with all of that said, I just want to say out there... A lot of us these days are really struggling with a lot of stuff. Life is intensely difficult these days. It is getting harder and harder and at crazy levels. People's stress is up, people's health are down, and then this causes, here again, people have all these anxiety problems, depression are very, very common, and we have to take good care of our mental health. It's very important. Things can get away from us. Stress can get the best of us. And quite frankly, not everyone has the money for traditional therapy anymore. A really good therapist can cost you $350 an hour easily. And they're not going to figure out your problems in one hour. You might have to go to them for a couple of years before you get that all hammered out and figure out really how to get yourself on track if you've had lots of trauma or lots of problems or been in an abusive situation or anything, right? There's all kinds of stuff out there that affect us in adverse ways. As I've said, birds aren't always the best pet for everybody, nor our dogs, nor our cats, but we always find kind of what we're looking for and we find that good match, whoever we are and whatever that good match is. So I thought I'd just take a little bit of time and talk about the positive effects of having pets birds in particular. And I really believe that some of the aspects of having birds in particular have helped me more than any of my dogs ever have in the past. It's not bashing the dogs. It's just that they're a totally different kind of animal and they're a totally different kind of mindset and they interact with this in a lot of different ways. And birds really do seem very, very intuitive. When you really bond with a bird, especially and you really earn that trust, you earn their love, and that companionship that they give when that relationship is in place with you. It's unlike any other pet that I have ever experienced. It's crazy. So pets in general, I thought I would do the top 10 list of mental health benefits of having a pet that you interact with regularly and you're very bonded with. What are the benefits of this? Now, again, this isn't going to be, oh, I'm going to get a pet hamster and put it in a cage and then just provide food and water and never interact with it. I'm talking about when you embrace your pet, when you interact with it, you spend time with it, and you really get to know each other and you have that bond. That is so healthy and it is so good for us. If it's something that works in your life, absolutely, I totally encourage it. Make sure you're responsible before you get that pet. Do your homework. Make sure it's going to fit into your lifestyle. 
And don't do it on an impulse purchase. Never get any kind of animal on an impulse purchase. Research the cage you're going to have, where you're going to house it, proper food. Make sure it fits in your budget. And then when it comes to birds especially, they are all so different. You want to make sure you get the right bird for you that's really going to be the best fit. And not every one bird is good for every one person. So let's just get past some of that and get right into the fun stuff. What are the benefits that you can look forward to once you get all that homework done? You get set up, you go get that pet, and you're starting to learn each other. You're starting to get to know each other. You're taming that bird. Or maybe you got a hand-fed little bird that's already tamed. Oh my gosh, your world is going to open up in wonderful ways. First off, companionship. They provide constant companionship unconditional love, and oh my gosh, they reduce loneliness. If you're in an isolated situation, they're going to help you with that too. You're going to have someone there that loves you. Stress reduction. When you're interacting with your pets, if you have a cat and you're sitting there interacting, you know, it jumps up on your lap and starts purring, you're playing with your dog, you walk your dog. Sometimes Murray jumps up on my shoulder and he starts grinding his beak oh my gosh, it has the potential to lower cortisol levels, it reduces stress, and it totally disrupts anxiety and dewires that in the moment. It is wonderful. They they will provide you so much that you can't even fathom. Routine and responsibility. When you take care of a pet, you establish routine, you provide structure, you get a sense of purpose, and that's really beneficial when you're an individual, you're struggling with depression, you're, you're feeling lost in this world, you don't feel like you have direction, and you don't know what your life means. Because sometimes these, these problems we get, like anxiety, depression, we get stuck, our situation is difficult, whatever, we, we don't have purpose or direction. Sometimes just something like structure and feeling like you matter is going to recharge you and help you stay the course and find your way when you're looking. Physical activity. Dogs in particular. Any kind of animal that you can just play with and engage with. That's going to provide exercise. It encourages you to engage in physical activities. Maybe that doesn't apply to you. Even when it's with the animal, it provides physical activities for the animal. Therefore, it's, it's also engaging your brains. If you're training your animal, it's engaging your mind, it's engaging their mind. So then you're deepening that bond, and it's just good all the way around. You're getting kind of a whole circle there. You're getting the physical aspects and the emotional and mental aspects. Social connection. Many pets, the reason we keep them for pets is because they are social group animals in some way anyway. Dogs are pack animals. Birds are flock animals, and they have that in them to have relationships and bond. So they displace it onto us, and our lives get better because, oh my gosh, we've got this social connection, and we're learning basically a new language so we can understand each other. Now, it might be body language. It might be just understanding what that animal's about, and then they kind of understand you. It's a real basic, basic language you're learning, but yeah, you're learning a new language. Mindfulness, relaxation, when you spend time with your pets, when you're observing behaviors, 
when you're just cuddling them and loving up on them. You've got mindfulness going on. You're relaxing. It gives you a sense of calm and it gives you a sense of contentment. Next on the list, your mood. You're going to have oxytocin, the bonding hormone, and that's going to happen when you're interacting with pets. Absolutely. You don't have to be a biological mother to experience that. When you bond in the name of love, oxytocin comes out. And of course, that's going to elevate your mood and it's going to increase your feelings of love and happiness. Emotional support. I cannot tell you how intuitive animals are. And the more bonded they are with you, the more you interact with them, the more you get to know each other, the more intuitive they will become to when you're having a crisis, when you're down in the dumps, when you're stressed out. I mentioned that when Microdog passed away in early November, Murray was there. He was in the room when she passed away, so he, I know he sensed all that. And for the full week after she passed away, when I was really kind of struggling and readjusting and figuring out all your emotions from that kind of loss, that little bird was glued to me more than he ever had been. Like, he was very glued to me all the time anyway. It was to almost obnoxious levels that week. And he just would not leave me alone. He was just not in a obnoxious behavior way. He was just that obnoxiously glued to me. He would be attached to my shoulder and just sit there. He would sleep on me. He would insist on being in the same room with me, and he would flip out if I even walked out of the room more than he normally did. He really took care of me. It was pretty incredible. So do not underestimate how bonded animals will be with you. And this was an interesting one. I looked this up. Increased dopamine and serotonin levels. So interacting with your animals, your pets, they'll increase your dopamine and serotonin levels. The little neurotransmitters in your brain associated with pleasure and well-being, all of those are going to help you alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety. They are very good for that. And I cannot tell you enough. If I'm having some stressful moments during the day, I walk into the bird room and everything vanishes out of my head for the moment. I get so entertained by these little guys. They'll see me walk in and hop over to me. Murray's always on me. Cricket comes up, he gives me little kisses, and he's just a little budgie. He taught himself to do that. I didn't even teach him to associate with me that way. Zoltan, is, if he thinks he's going to get some attention, boy, he's front center. He just wants my attention, and he is so cute about it. Also, during the week after Microdog had passed on, there was a couple of the budgies, Zoltan, Cricket. They were flying over and landing on me, and that's not really their norm. They have in the past, but that particular week, boy, they were they were on it also. So all of that joy you feel when a little animal comes and gives you attention, it notices you, it wants to nurture you in some way or be your friend, or it's just demanding some love out of you for whatever the moment's demanding. Lean into that. Use it. Use it to your advantage. See how it makes you feel. Explore it. It's one thing you really can't exploit too much, you know? So these guys have been amazing for me. I hope that everybody out there really understands the value of your pets and the little lives that you're caring for. We are their everything in their lives. Like, we are their 
everything. To us, there's something that's in in our lives for a short span, really, because most of them just don't live as long as us. But for them, we're their lifetime. We're the beginning and end to their life and everything in between. So you bet they really want to bond with us. They want to be our friends. They want to be our family. They want to be part of you. They want to be part of your day-to-day, minute-to-minute lives most of the time. And that's just what happens when you take in an animal into your life that's a social creature. They have those social needs too. It becomes a wonderful balance. And they make you a better person. I know they make me a better person. They are non-judgmental. They love you unconditionally. They don't care how you screwed up your job that day. They're not going to get down on you because you didn't make your bed or clean the floor or whatever the case was that maybe didn't get done that day. They don't care. They just want your attention and they want your love and they want to have a great life, you know? So really see the value in that. Again, I looked back on the past couple years when I've been really struggling with some health stuff. It was really kind of getting bad there for a while. And that's when I brought Zoltan in. Then I brought in Aggie. And with each bird, Cricket, Moose Moose, Mike the Rescue Bird, Murray, Bug. Oh my gosh, every time it just gets better and better and better and better. Am I done getting budgies? Yeah, I think I've got a good little flock of six there. I don't really need more budgies. I'm pretty happy with them, and they have their own little small community. They each have their cute little friendships with each other and their own dynamics with each other, so there's plenty of of antics all the way around. And then they've all learned to play with Murray, and Murray's learned to get along with all of them. That's been so much fun. Murray has been the best thing for my heart. Budgies are great. I cannot tell you how much I love the budgies. They're not the best, like, super companions. I think if you have one, it's going to bond with you a lot differently than when you have a handful of them. So maybe if you just have one or two, absolutely. With the cockatiel, though, I gotta say, he's he's a little bit slower moving. He's very, very, very addicted to human attention. So he is just just the most little calm, tame, mellow guy ever. He's very observant. He's smart. And one thing I started teaching him, as silly as it sounds, is I've been, we say, I love you to each other. So one interesting thing I've found in doing that is even though I know he's repeating back just a noise, basically, that I taught him, he knows the reaction that it gets, and he knows what it does for me, and he starts reacting and using it appropriately. So when I'm having a moment where I'm struggling or my my energy's off or my stress is up, he's over in the other room. And suddenly I'll hear this little voice yell out, I love you! And uh, that's usually enough to snap me out of things. It's like their timing is impeccable. It's just so amazing. Does he understand what the words mean? Not by Webster's Dictionary. Of course not. He's a bird. But he does know that this sound, when reproduced, basically generates a certain type of response. And when I say it to him, it generates a certain type of energy response. And so for that reason alone, absolutely, I do think that they know what it means, but in their own little way of perceiving it. You know, they know that this noise makes a really wonderful reaction. So I did teach him how to say that because I live alone and I am isolated. So 
We have conversations. We have songs we sing. We have things we say to each other. And one of those is I taught my bird how to literally remind me that I am worthy of love and I am worthy of adoration. Sometimes it's not enough to just have that attention from the animal. Sometimes you need to hear it too. So turn your little birds into a tape recorder. It will melt your heart. Little budgies are great at reproducing voices. Teach your bird how to say I love you. It is the best thing for your heart you have ever felt. Your little bird tells you, I love you. Oh my gosh, you will just fall to pieces. You're just going to be giggling. You'll be like a little kid. It'll make you over the moon. And with that said, I think this has been a really great little episode. I hope everybody is out there having a great year, off to a great start. But if you are having some sort of perpetual Monday going on for weeks on end, I don't know about you guys, but in the past I've noticed it's very easy sometimes to get really consumed with your thoughts when you're having a bad day or a bad span of time or, you know, some troubles or something that's bugging you. Sometimes it's so easy to just put up walls You go inward, you get lost in your thoughts, you tune out the world, and you just try to cope with your troubles, you know? Next time you find yourself in a place like that, or you're struggling with a depressed moment, or you're down in the dumps, maybe you're feeling like maybe that anxiety is going to start triggering pretty soon. Go spend time with your animals, see what happens. See if you can use them as a little bit of a tool to help manage some of that. Murray's very excited. See if you can figure out a little friendship situation with that. Make it work. Make yourself happy. Find what works. And with that said, if anybody out there would like to write in their personal story, their triumphs, and what kind of experiences you have in this whole direction of balancing your mental health, your mental wellness, and even managing stress levels, when things are difficult. How do you incorporate your animals into that to help the situation be better? What have they done for you? And what's it mean to you? I would love to hear from everybody. Drop me a line. Voiceoftheparrot at gmail.com. You can sign your name however you want. And I would love to read some stories like this on a future episode if anyone out there is willing to share. Again, you can use your real name or sign your name however you like, but I would love to see how everyone leans into their pets for friendship and for their mental well-being. Let's all help each other, huh? These guys are amazing. So I think I'm going to get this edited. It might take a while. It might even be another day late this week. Oh my gosh. But I think it's worth it. Thanks for your patience as we go through the giant dog medical transition of his healing process. And again, I hope I'm back down in the studio next week and a little bit more on a regular schedule. But this has been fun talking about this. Thanks for hanging out with me. And um, yeah, let me know what's going on with all you and your birds. So we'll catch you next week. Stay happy, stay healthy, and let's hear all those stories out there. Bye-bye.